Good afternoon. This is the Franchise Tag Podcast. We are a little bit energyless, tired. What are you talking sleepy. about? Come on. Hey, I've, been to the, I've been to the gym this morning. I've got bags of energy. There you go. Well, hopefully some of the energy while we do this podcast, I'm George and Adam, can sort of satire on, onto me because it has been a long night, Franchise Tag Podcast fans. The NFL Draft 2022 happened last night, started at 1 a.m., we all didn't get to bed till 5am if you watched till the end, but maybe if you're one of the lucky ones who had a, a top 10 pick, maybe you thought you could go to bed early, but then you've woke up this morning and realised you should have never gone to bed early. <laughs> this is a bit like the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, people who finished it at half-time or who, who, who decided to stop watching the fourth quarter and go to bed. Never, never do that because this can go so many ways. And this NFL draft, though we, we said that depth, depth and more depth was going to be the key word for this draft, Actually, I have a new word for this NFL Draft 2022, and it's movement, movement, movement. We saw so many trades. I mean, at one point, I think from 10 to like 20, only six teams had their own pick. There was so much movement during the trade, during the draft, sorry. So many trades, so many wild things happening. Some players dropping, some players going up the board, um, and some teams didn't pick all together, George. You got till, till about 3 a.m. I mean, it must have been a long night. And with all this movement, you must have had your fingers crossed at one point that the Colts could move up into, into that first round. Yeah, um, I did because, um, you know, Jim Irsay, he likes to, you know, the cryptic tweeter. Um, he, he was tweeting about, uh, we have the 42nd pick, or will we, with the, you know, the eyes emoji. So naturally, okay, I thought maybe we we're going to, you know, make a move or something, but no. So, but saying that, it was fun to, to, to watch what was going on. I mean, I, I lasted till about half three in the morning and I crashed out. But like you said, I think I've just had a look. There were eight trades and that, that includes existing uh, deals and also trades on the night uh, between the 10th and 20th pick. Um, so it was quite a lot of movement, quite a lot of movement. Um, but obviously there are, there are still a lot of uh, needs for a lot of teams. Um, we'll talk about some of them today. One being the Packers who didn't draft any receivers. I see you there, Adam. <laughs> but um, I mean, it was, it was a great draft. It was good. It was good. I suppose we, I suppose we should talk about that, Adam. We're going to probably bring the Packers mm. up at some point. Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. You took, you just took the Georgia Bulldogs defense. Two very key pieces. Obviously, uh, Georgia winning the national championship in the uh, in the college championship this year. Their defense being the biggest key. I mean, what they had five to eight players drafted last night, and, and they were all defensive players. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's fantastic. I mean, what a team! I mean, we could talk about probably that first, and then talk about your Packers taking Quay and uh, and Devonte. Yeah, I think there's always one college team, isn't there? Like every year that that brings out a lot of players in the first round, and this year Georgia definitely <laughs> got a lot of them. And and that defense just goes to show how great it was during the college season last year. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think when when it comes to us, I'm I'm not shocked. You know, I I, can, I know I kind of joked about it in the mock draft, but you know, we we probably won't take any wide receivers in the first round, and that's kind of how the board felt. Um, they obviously felt like they didn't want to spend any draft capital moving up, or that it wouldn't be worth it anyway. Um, I know something that has come out. Uh, Rogers was on Pat McAfee last night as during the draft. Something came out that he basically said that they had six wide receivers with a first round grade. So, you know, once you got past them and you we got past them pretty quickly, um, unless we were going to draft up and, and spend a lot, it, it was never going to happen. <clears throat> so 
I think because of that, it's understandable. I, I get why everyone everyone has a go at the Packers and it's like 20 years or whatever since they've drafted a wide receiver in the first round. But I think when you look at their record in the second and the third round of bringing in wide receivers, it, it does work. And whether or not this is the right move or the wrong move, they obviously felt like they they didn't want to spend a lot of money to move up. So I, I kind of get what they're doing. They're not bad players. You know, when you look at it, I think the initial reaction of Quay Walker, you suddenly think to yourself, well, that's a bit of a bit of a one from left field kind of thing, a bit of an odd choice when you think you've got Devin Lloyd on there. You've got Nakobe Dean still, still available now. Um, you know, and all we're doing is constantly talking about them. But at the same time, you know, Quay Walker, like we said, part of this Georgia defense, can't have been that bad. So, mm. you know, it, it's one of them things. Devontae White, I think we were all saying him and Jordan Davis, that they're the two best defensive linemen. They do need help on the defensive line. It, this is going to make the defense a lot, lot stronger. Mm. And, you know, you're starting to see and with a lot of teams, actually, it's the defense that that makes the difference. And they've always said defense wins championships, and and maybe that's the thing that they need to need to look at. I get why everyone's going a little bit mental about it, but at least I can kind of see a, a, some sort of logic there. But they do have to go for receiving options today. They've got three picks. They've got a couple of fourths and, and lower down. They can use them to, to trade up, which I think is something they might look to do. And, yeah, I mean, that that's probably one way of getting themselves, I don't know, like an Alec Pierce or a David Bell or a George Pickens or just something like that. Lots of people are talking about getting Pickens in the first round. Well, mm. if we can get him in the second and trade up, then it makes sense why they've done what they've done. So... Yeah, I, I think that's probably the way they're going to go. We might as well stick on the Georgia Bulldogs defence, though, and talk about the number one pick, and that was Trayvon Walker going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Only in the last couple of weeks, really, has he been starting to be mocked as the number one player, George. And, mm -hmm. he, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars went and took him. A lot of discussion beforehand, but they, were re they really liked him. He looks like a really explosive player off the line there. A, a definitely a position of need for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, do you think Jags fans are going to be pretty ecstatic with that? Seems as, seems as last year they took Trevor Lawrence and then took Travis Etienne lower down the board. Yeah. And Lawrence obviously was the obvious pick at the time, but then the Travis Etienne pick was a was one that you know they were, they felt like there was going to be a big cheer from Jacksonville with yeah. their pick. And Travis Etienne's then came out. And they went what? Huh? Hmm. What, what, what that pick? And whereas this time Trevor Walker, so, and obviously we'll talk about them trading back up and, and drafting as well. Yeah, I think um, I don't think Jags fans can be can be mad at that really. Um, so obviously you got T Lawrence, who you know we know he, he, he we know what he can do. He didn't have the greatest of seasons, but you know, Travis, I think I've said it before, he's he has forgotten quite a lot because he didn't actually play, um, unfortunately for him. But he is a special talent, and he he is great. Um, and then obviously you look at the number one pick, and you know this was debated on every single podcast worldwide, and, and as well as us and everybody in their private chats, whether it's going to be um, Hutchinson or Cavon. Uh, 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 so obviously the fact that neither were the first um, were the first pick, we said it ourselves. A lot of mock drafts, you know, straight out the window. 
straight out the window because it kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. Um, but we said it ourselves. Walker is is very, very good. Very good. Freakishly good, as are many of the athletes on here. But when you, when I anyway look at, you know, Walker and Hutchinson and, and Kevin, I think I probably would do the same. If I was in the Jag shoes, um, and I know there was a lot of hype, and it's only recently, like you mentioned, that Walker's name began to rise to the top, rise to the top, as it does, the same way that names can, can drop sort of like pickings because of some off-field issues. But um, I don't think they've done a bad job at all. And you, you you touched on it earlier. They obviously drafted back up. I think they traded with the Bucks, um, And they then had this 27th pick and drafted Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. So I don't think they've done a bad job at all. Um, offensively, I mean, if you, if you look at them holistically, offensively, we mentioned some of the guys, Etienne, and um, we obviously lost um, DJ Chark. I believe he's gone to the Lions now. Um, they still have um, Lefisca Chinook Jr., who there was talk about trading him, and perhaps, you know, what we saw yesterday might indicate that some guys are still ready to be moved on. But I don't think the Jags can, fans can be mad. I think they have I think they did well. I think they did really well. And I, I'm, I, I really like Trevor Walker. He's a... A great athlete. Um, I mean, at that size, moving the way he does and chasing guys down, it's very freakishly athletic. So he'll do him some good without a doubt. George, George touched on it, Adam, about Devin Lloyd getting picked rather traded up with the books to uh, to the twenty seven pick. I I love these picks for the Jags. I think even even if you could argue that Hutchinson or Thibodeau are the better edge rushers, Quay, uh, sorry, not Quay Walker, um, Trayvon Walker is. Is very good, and Devin Lloyd is a lot of people's linebacker number one. They need to replace Joe Schobert, who went um, not well last year, really, to the Steelers. Went and Miles Jack, who, who left this year, and also joined mm-hmm. the Steelers. Um, they're, they're a bit thin at linebacker, and them two players are just somehow. Some, there's an argument, but they've taken the number one edge rusher and number one linebacker in this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've they've probably they've done well, haven't they, with their two picks? I I think um, I I wouldn't say they've been the best team I don't think they've probably got the biggest haul but I I think they've done well they've been relatively smart with it I think when it comes to Walcott I think they had to pick him based on the fact of the Trent Valky the general manager wanted him um the owner wanted Aidan Hutchinson and the uh you know uh Doug Peterson wanted um uh, offensive tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence I feel like you kind of got that vibe when you looked at the war room. <laughs> it was quite a quiet war room at the very mm-hmm. beginning. Um, but yeah, I, I think you have to go with the general manager because otherwise, what is the point of him being there? I mean, that you know, this is kind of the one thing, not the one thing, but the main thing that he does. So you have to do that. Walker's shown that he's he can be explosive. He's a great, um, great tackler. And he's gonna he's gonna really help the Jags. Um, when you look at him and Hutchinson, I, I suppose Hutchinson has shown more during his time. But the argument has always been that Walker has got more potential. So, you know, I suppose it depends how you wanna wanna look at it. But uh, yeah, I, I think Walker is is a fine first round pick. I just think because of everything else that went on, he's kind of been sort of pushed aside yeah. it's not the main yeah. news he's, mm. he's just sort of like he's, it's like yeah he's the number one pick but everyone's kind of forgotten a little bit and um when it comes to Devin Lloyd I think we all thought he was going to be the number one linebacker um and you know he's shown he's well he's college career that he's a decent he's going to be a decent linebacker and so yeah I think they've done well it was worth trading back in to be able to pick someone like him up um 
But you could argue that they didn't have to. You know, the, the, okay, they wouldn't have got him, but they could have gotten a Kobe Dean. So it, it, it depends. It, the thing with the whole drafting, it's all dependent on what teams like, isn't it, at that point? Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of like, as, as we said earlier, you know, the mock drafts that we do, it is kind of a bit of a guessing game. And you just kind mm-hmm. of have to take it as that. And um, But yeah, I, I think the Jags, the Jags should be pretty happy. Go on, go on. I mean, I just can't stop thinking about the Jets, and it's really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're right. I I agree. I know where mm, you're going. With it's, it. really it is. Like it. I mean, they credit to them, man. I mean, they're not a great team. Obviously, we know that. And Zach Wilson, you know, he he has got some tools, and they're going to stick with the guy. We know that for a fact. And we saw some flashes of it last season. It wasn't the best season for him. But they've got they've drafted really well, and I like. I mean, Source Gardner at number four. I'm not sure how many people were expecting that, um, but the guy hasn't given up. I mean, I don't even know he couldn't even remember himself the last time he gave up a touchdown. Um, he's one of the most freakish athletes I've ever seen. Um, his his wingspan is ridiculous. He's rangy. He, he he's he's he can run. He can tackle. Um, and sometimes you get some of these guys, and they're a bit too. A bit too lanky for their own good, but Source he 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 knows how to control his body. He's got great movement, um, so they draft him at number four. Got a solid cornerback there. Um, number ten, I believe they traded up with the Seahawks. Is that right? Um, Garrett Wilson. So you know he went after uh, Drake London, and a lot of people were expecting Drake London to be underneath Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, uh, the two guys from Ohio State. But with number ten, they draft him, and obviously we know what he can do. Another great talent. And if you start, I'm really, I can see it in my mind. Zach Wilson's great at play action. He's got a cannon for an arm. You've got a guy, someone like Garrett Wilson stretching down the field. I mean, it's looking good for them. Um, and then you move down um, and they have another pick, uh, 26 pick, and they draft Jermaine Johnson the second for the state defensive end. So, I mean, and that was a trade up from Tennessee. Um, it's, I mean, I don't know whether the, the whole Debo thing is still on. I, I kind of doubt it, to be honest now. No. Um, but the Jets have done they've done they've done well for themselves. It's nice because the Giants and the Jets have done some good stuff here. You, know, you don't really say that a lot, but they've done some good work. Oh, it must have been wild in New York last night. Yeah. It must have been wild. Yeah. I mean, you got what? Who? Let me. Like I said, it's been a very long night. We may yeah, miss out yeah. some, so things, the Giants... some things. We may not say some things right. So please do bear with us. We just <laughs> all of, as all of you. You know, Adam Adam only got up at 10 to 1 and then he was on the podcast yeah. straight away. So, yeah, yeah. It great. But New York last night obtained yes. Force Gardner, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, uh, Garrett Wilson, um, uh, Jermaine Johnson, like you said. And th- they must have been going wild in New York because they are players that are going to New York, which is an intimidating city. Mm-hmm. It's big media. It's big expectation yeah. from the Jets and the Giants fans. It's a lot of distraction. You know, it's not it's not out in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot going on in New York. And I, I, I think Jets and Giants fans must be really walking away from this, Adam, last night thinking, wow. I mean, Giants especially. Giants have got two what were considered number one picks this year already. They're game, the game changers. I mean, unfortunately, Andrew Manning, our resident Giants fan, isn't with us at the minute. He's uh, he's, asked, he's had to go to work and work from home, so he's not going to be able to join us. So we can't get his reaction on this. However, I feel like... We all were saying the same thing over our WhatsApp last night about this, Adam. Well, I think it's a good thing that he's not here because he would have been insufferable. I mean, it would have been <laughs> horrific to have to listen to. Um, yeah, I mean, they've they've hit two 
very, very good players there who, over the course of the last three months, have been, you know, were rumoured to be the number one pick. Both of them were. Mm-hmm. And and quite, they could have both easily gone. One or two, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, easily. So, you know, the Giants have done really well. And maybe this is something that they can, you know, Giants fans can kind of, hang their hat on a little bit here that they've actually got a GM and a head coach who may actually know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, it's like, they, it feels yeah. like Andrew said that to me over personal text, personal text last night. He said, it feels we've got Sherman, right. we've got Dayball. This feels like something's happening here. Well, they, they've, they've looked at what the weakness is and they've gone right. It's the O-line. We need to sort out this O-line and they've brought in a lot of O-linemen over the course of free agency. They've then gone and looked at an edge rusher and an O-lineman. Again, what they need in order to be able to sort this problem out. Okay, Jones hasn't been given his fifth year. But then I I think this is kind of like a let's get all these guys together, see how they do, see how Jones does. I don't think he's long-term. No, I don't think he's long-term for him. I, I think he's probably the year. And then they'll look to get someone else. But I, I think... the prove it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of is. And the thing is, is that he, even if he be. does prove it, they might be able to trade him. You know, this mm. is the thing. There's lots of different options here. It's not necessarily prove it and then we'll give you a contract. It's like, it, it depends what comes up. It depends how they do this year. I mean, if they end up in a position where they can get themselves back into like the top 10 next year, they might be able to get themselves a really decent quarterback because there's some good quarterbacks coming out next year. You know, this is the thing. I've I've, I've just just looked now because I was, Uh, I completely, round two, they've got 36, they've got 36. I was was just going to say, so before them, they've got the Bucks, the Vikings and the the Titans who don't need a quarterback, right? I mean, maybe the Bucks, who knows, maybe they, they draft a quarterback, I doubt it. Brady's only there for the year, I believe, so we'll see. But it's very likely that they will have choice of any of the guys that haven't gone, any of the guys not named Pickett. So what happens then? I mean, it could be Willis, it could be Corral, it could be it could be any of them really. Um, but like you say, I don't think um, I don't think he's long term, uh, Daniel Jones whatsoever. I mean, if that was the case, he would have taken the, f- the fifth year option, right? I think it's a clear indication we're, we're sort of building for the future. Saquon Broccoli, if he stays healthy, he is smiling from ear to ear right now because Neil is going to do wonders for him. Um, but the Giants are in a good place, dare I say. I mean, if they can, you know, they've got their, I like to call wasted receivers, um, but they aren't all bad. You know, if, if, if you can give someone, whoever it is at the helm, whether it be Jones or ideally not Jones. But, I mean, you've still got guys like um, um, Tony, who I, I completely love. Um, Kadarius Tony, whether he stays or not is another question. Um, I mean, yeah, they've got guys who could potentially be good weapons. And if you now, you know, you build the O line, you've got the edge rusher, and you potentially go for a quarterback, uh, fourth pick in the second round, they look good. I mean, I'm sure they're not, I'm sure the Giants fans are obviously Andrew's not here, but I'm sure Giants fans are happy. I know Dre um, from Virgil Turner Sports, you know, huge Giants fan, he's happy. So, um, all that's left to say is I wonder what the Colts are going to do. <laughs> and um, well, yeah, speak, slightly concerned. Of, speaking of quarterback, um, might as well talk about my team who took the... Hey. Uh, I mean, Adam, you can play host here if you like. 
with me. Uh, I mean, what what happened? The dream, the dream was there. The dream was there, and it just and it just it faded from you. There was just that that little video clip, and the dream was there, and it just uh, and then and then right at the end, it was like, oh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, you know, you've convinced yourself that it's not all that. But I mean, to be yeah. fair, I know, How... before you. I was going to say, before you jump in, Freddie, because they are your team, I mean, you're probably going to have last say here, but it's interesting because obviously like, people are talking about the hand size, which I, I don't really find an issue. Um, baby hands and everything like that. He's the first kid. And I, I had a feeling, I, I hadn't said it in the group, but I had a feeling that he was always going to go as the first quarterback. I don't know why. There was so much talk out in the media and, and all the NFL analysts about Pickett being the, the most ready quarterback you know, I guess you go off what you saw at college ball. It's not always the same. It doesn't always translate into the NFL. We know that, so, you know, like the back of our hands. But um, I was a little bit surprised, a little bit. Obviously, I know you've got Trubisky, but I guess now it's it's pretty much an, it's, it's open competition. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of talk of Pickett blowing away um, <laughs> Trubisky. So what, where, where, what are your thoughts? At? Where are your thoughts? At? How do you feel? Well, I, obviously, I sent my reaction video to you guys because I did one last year and I was cheering and running around the place, obviously, at three or four in the, three in the morning and my girlfriend's in the room next door, asleep, you know, work the next day. So, I, though it is quite funny, but I have to be quiet whilst reacting. Um, I, I don't know whether the reaction video is out there on social media. I don't know how Adam does. Oh, it is. So, people can go and watch that on now. <laughs> it's only a 10-second video, but it is funny because... Um, I, I just I just fell in love with Willis. I just I don't know what it was. It's just the last few weeks I've just been like, if Willis I, I didn't think Willis could fall. I thought he would go in that top ten bracket. I didn't know what I just thought the same. Sorry, the um, the Panthers or the Seahawks would be looking to take him. And then as I got close to them and looking at more mocks and doing my own mock, I was I, I really convinced myself that actually the Seahawks and the and the Panthers weren't going to go quarterback. And then I was just like, well, it's just a massive grey area from Jets at 10 to us. Anyone could move in there. And the more the picks went last night, and the more you can get a vibe for it, can't you, of where it was sort of going. And the quarterback, there was like no mention really of quarterbacks in that middle section of like no one's, could people trade up? I mean, the Saints trade up and everyone goes quarterback. But you looked at the teams they jumped above, that didn't make sense. Immediately, mm. it was, oh, they must be getting a callback. No, it didn't make sense at all why they would jump up and give up that that draft um, picks for that. And then when it got to it, well, no, then the Saints had the pick before us. Yes. And I was convinced. I was like, this is dream ended. Like, pick in front of us. Number 11. Take Malik Willis out of my hands. And then they didn't, and I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get Malik Willis. This is this is everything I've wanted. I'm so pumped for this. And then we didn't think of his name. I, it just, oh, like, I, yeah. I, I just, I'd, I'd, fell, I'd fallen victim to the draft hype and to the player hype of Malik Willis. That is not to say I'm upset with Kenny Pickett, because I'm not. I, I think it's, it's a really smart move. I love the story for it. You know, he's a guy out of Pittsburgh College. You know, play, played at Heinz Field for all out of his college career. He knows the field. Obviously, it's very different in an NFL scenario to a college scenario. Um, but he has good ties in that building. The coaches probably know more about him than they did about any of the quarterbacks, even though they went and visited and had, um, you know, uh, pro days and stuff like that with these quarterbacks. They know Kenny Pickett inside out. They have had scouts probably at that at Pittsburgh every game, 
for, for the whole season and not just one, probably multiple, looking at all different aspects of his game. I don't think this is a, a bad pick, I, I, though it feels like I feel like it's a bad pick because I wanted Malik Willis and we got Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. I probably just don't know enough about Kenny Pickett to be over over not as taking Malik Willis. I need to know more about Kenny Pickett to be in there. As for mm-hmm. Trubisky, I saw a tweet earlier, follow the money. And if you look at Trubisky's money, he's on backup money. He's not on big problems. Is it, is, it, is it 20? What's the deal? 20 mil? Or is, it, is it fully Two year 20, I think. It's not fully guaranteed. I'm not sure. I, I don't know the details. Right. The okay. I think I, I don't particularly like the idea of Trubisky starting and then Pickett coming in. I think yeah. we just pick one and go with one. That's okay. what I would do. If you pick Pickett, we're going with Pickett. If we're picking Trubisky, we're going with Trubisky. Like, I don't want this transitional thing. I don't want what the Dolphins did with starting Fitzpatrick and then moving on to two within the sixth game. I, I don't think that's sensible. I don't think the Sealers do that sort of thing, though. They're yeah, not an organisation that's known for that instability of that. I, I What I love about this more than ever is the biggest thing that I've been saying really since since the end, of, since the Super Bowl, really, into this point, is the, the, the Steelers have not looked like they have a direction with the quarterback position for four years now. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it, that's what's annoyed me more than anything about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We had Chase, sorry, Jalen Hurts in our palm and we took Chase Claypool. Not a bad pick, you know, it's like Chase Claypool still a very good wide receiver, but Jalen Hurts could have been the heir apparent. I would have liked him to have sat and then had him. I think he's a decent quarterback and he would have fit the system, but we're working at the minute. But with Watch this game, which I've, I know people joked about, I would love to have had, traded for Russell Wilson, but Trubisky can play. He's proven mm-hmm. that he can play, and he, he is a decent quarterback. He's a passable quarterback. And, we're, and now we're bringing in Kenny Pickett, and, I mean, it's just too early. This could be genius. This could be just, just you know, a, a serviceable quarterback. I, I don't know. I, it depends what our game plan is. It depends what we, we want to do going forward. Um, I, I said if it weren't a quarterback, I'd have been happy with any corner or alignment off the board. Um, luckily, I think we're going to get a good corner in the second because I feel like a lot of the corners have dropped into the second, so that should be good today. Um, a, a bit of a shock, but I don't feel like Steeler Nation is upset. It's not this. It's not a last year it was jubilation for getting Najee, but also a little bit of a murmur mm. of why didn't we go for no lineman. I, and, and then this year, it's we've gone for the quarterback. Okay, maybe not the right choice, but a lot of people are very happy about Pickett. People are not upset about getting Willis. They maybe would have liked Willis, but they're still happy that we've got Pickett. It, it, fundamentally, I'm trusting in Pittsburgh to yeah, know yeah. that this is the right pick. We do pretty decent in the draft, I think, year on year anyway. So it's just seeing what we do moving forward now. I think, for, I'm sorry, Adam, but for me, there's a few things, and you touched on a couple of them. So the first thing is, the reason why I think they probably did go with Pickett in the end, because as I mentioned it earlier, the whole readiness, readiness thing. You guys have a solid team right now. I mean, on offense, you have the weapons to go. Deontay Johnson, I love the guy. Um, I know he's had issues with drops, but he has upped his game massively. Um, obviously, you've got Najee Harris, who I, you know, is a great running back. We saw what he could do last year, and you mentioned um, I forget his name. Um, the guy Chris Claypool. Claypool, who, I mean, I should have known if I'm wearing it, wearing it down <laughs> team, right? Um, Claypool, who is another great pick. But the fact that you've, you know, I don't know if it's, a, you know, the whole trap of analysts saying X and Y, but if Kenny Pickett is as ready as they say they are, I say he is, then he can slot right in. Like you say, don't do the whole transition. Don't start with Jabrisky, unless he really does beat him out. 
you start with Pickett, you put him in there, you build up the relationship with the wide receivers, the running back, and you, you, you hit the ground running. So I can kind of see why they've done that. But also as well, um, you mentioned that he's played there before. I mean, if you look, there's a few guys in the draft actually who have that relationship. So Hutchinson, you know, Detroit, he's very familiar. Icky, who couldn't say enough about Carolina. He's from the area. He loves the team. And then for you, obviously, there's Pickett as well. So I, I do see why some teams do that because obviously if they like the guy and the guy happens to be, you know, familiar with the town and the area, then it kind of makes sense, you know. They've got to travel too far, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it suits them well. Um, but another thing you said, and it's a kind of, before Adam jumps in, it's a kind of segue onto, onto the Eagles, as you mentioned, um, Hurts. Um, would you have, would you rather have had Hurts over, over Claypool? Would you rather, you said you'd rather, you'd like to have Claypool, uh, Hurts sit and then possibly, you know, take over at some point. But from what we've seen from the Eagles and what we've seen, and we'll come to the Eagles shortly, and what we've seen they've done in a draft and, and the, the crazy, crazy, crazy trade they made um, last night. Do you feel that you'd still want Hurts? You know, you, do you think he'd be the guy for you? Because I don't. I'm not I, my, my thing is, with if we got Hurts, we have always been good at getting wide receivers. And we're a desirable place. So it, we, whether we went the free agency route or we have got a, got a wide receiver later on in the draft or anything like that, or in, the, or in last year's draft, that could have been a possibility. My thing with taking Hurts was I wanted a plan after Ben. And there was no succession plan. And I, I would still take Hertz over Claypool now, to be honest with you, because I think Hertz in the system he's worked in, in Philadelphia is very similar in Pittsburgh, run heavy. I like Jane Hertz's arm. I think he is underrated in, in Philadelphia, mm. personally. I don't think he's had any talent. He has no line where on paper is amazing, but it's never healthy. Um, he's got a running back who's been who's been very Miles Sanders has been fantastic with him, but Miles Sanders has missed has missed a few games, a fair mm -hmm. few games. Mm -hmm. uh, Dallas Goddard's obviously amazing at tight end. Um, I I don't I, I I would I would probably if 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 I had Hurt to or, hurt or pick it just because I I know the Steelers the Steelers probably would have done more to keep Smith Schuster maybe um, we may have looked and we could have got wide receivers. Um, in, in the next two drafts uh, further down the ball because that's what we're good at. Adam? Yeah, just quickly, um, when it comes to Pickett, I, I just find it... A, a, I, I get it, but I... We were having a conversation last night before the draft started and I was having a bit of a go. I think it was Daniel Jeremiah. just, And he was, he was going on about how Pickett was his number one quarterback off the board but Malik Willis is the one with the most upside. And I was very much like, well, surely would you not want the one that you think is going to basically have the best career? That's kind of the whole yeah. point. And, and especially when it comes to the Steelers, I kind of think, what's the point of bringing in Mitchell Trubisky if you're not going to mm. kind of use him as a bit of a bridge quarterback? I mean, that, that's kind of what he's there for. So because of that, I felt like Willis was the right play because he could sit behind him and even if Trubisky did get injured or, or or missed games for whatever reason, you know, I know Mason Rudolph, we all kind of have a bit of a laugh, but it's like, even if it's for like a game or two, and then you sort of think, well, then you could, you know, Willis can still develop. So that that was the only reason that I had a bit of a, mm. uh, a feeling that Pickett might not have been the right choice. But Having said that, if you for, he, everyone says that he's the one that's ready now, so mm. I suppose if if that's what you want, it it just feels like 
if you were good, like if that was always the plan, then bringing in Trubisky, yeah, yeah, it it, it mm. kind of it but, feels I mean, a I little guess, bit. It's odd, right? I did think the same thing, but I guess this is the issue with the draft, right? Same way Mike Tyson says everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I mean, you kind of see the way the draft goes. Maybe they thought some things were going to change before the, before their pick and they weren't expecting to land, pick it maybe. Mm-hmm. So in that point in time, like I've heard GMs and, and head coaches say it a lot, they had a plan, but the way the draft went completely changed that. So they then picked the next best guy and maybe it was a case of them thinking, well, Mitch is a bridge, but we love Kenny and he's ready now. So if he's there, we're going to take him. It's mm. yeah, it's one of them things. It's it's, it's not across with the draft, you know. It's, it's, you uh, can't, you, you, yeah, exactly. Well, the big thing is you say about why take Mitch. You took Mitch and you didn't know where, where anyone was going to land. Mitch, yeah. Mitch is Mitch yeah. was insurance. Mitch was the insurance for if we can't get our quarterback, at least we have someone. I yeah, I, I I kind of get that. I just I suppose I feel now that you've got him, what's the to point me it would. There? What's the point of bringing in the ready now guy when mm-hmm. you can bring in the guy who can develop and everyone mm-hmm. says is going to be better? That's the mm-hmm. one. That's where I kind of feel it's a little bit of a a strange choice. It's not so much bringing in Trubisky. I suppose it's more mm-hmm. it's more the the draft pick. And, and the person that they've chosen, but I, I do get it. I mean, it's like maybe it's all changed because of you know the unfortunate events around Haskins as well. I mean that, so mm-hmm. it, it kind of is almost uh, like right. Yeah. We we need someone who is more ready now because mm-hmm. of that, and so maybe that is why they they've gone down that route. But mm-hmm. it, it just feels like the the consensus seems to be that Willis is the one who's got the most potential to become mm-hmm. a franchise quarterback so yeah that, that that's all but i i mean i get it i get the pick so mm-hmm. so we, the eagles yeah i was gonna say should we move on to it yeah. it wasn't just draft I mean, pick that got traded last night as the wide receiver carousel continues which we thought was sort of over after free agency and then uh, with all the trades happening for agency and then it comes out that debo wants to get traded and suddenly everyone on the night last night was like wow D- if debo could get traded here within the draft which would be sensational but it, it wasn't that that happened. Our first wide receiver no. that got traded away was Marquise Hollywood Brown from the Ravens going to the Arizona Cardinals. The Ravens um, getting the Cardinals' uh, first round pick at the back end of the draft and moved up there. And I, I believe they took, if I can just Drake, they took the say, uh, Hamilton, not Drake, Hamilton. Who, the Ravens? No, that they took Hamilton with their original pick. Ah, sorry. So about they took Hamilton with their original pick, and then they took ah the so Ravens went back, didn't they? And then the Ravens, moved back yeah. with Baltimore. Uh, sorry, with and, Buffalo, yeah. and then got Tyler yeah. Linderbaum. Sorry, it's a very long way of going around it. But Marquis Hollywood <laughs> going, to, going to Hollywood going to Cardinals, and then even bigger yeah. news was AJ Brown, wide receiver of the Tennessee Titans, being traded to the Philadelphia Eagles um, mm. for that Titans getting the first round pick. Um, in in there for him as well as there was other comp- compensatory picks within all that as well. Um, who did the who did they even pick in the end? Tennessee, the Trey Lance Burks. Yeah, they went yeah, and picked yeah, Trey yeah, I mean, Hilariously, his comp as soon as he got traded yeah. was oh his comp's AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing yeah. though. I mean, it's basically. I mean, before we come back to the Eagles, what the Ten- Tennessee Titans have done is almost similar to what the Vikings did with Stefan Diggs and mm. bringing in Justin Jefferson. Fair enough, there wasn't there, there wasn't a Justin Jefferson in, in this draft by any means. But 
I mean, AJ wanted, I think, 25 million a year or something like that. And I mean, mm-hmm. the Titans have said, you know, we're not going to pay you that. Instead, we'll trade you. They can pay that. And we'll go and draft another guy who we can pay, what, mm-hmm. five or six million, something like that. And it works for the Vikings. I mean, look at look at Jefferson. Not to say that Diggs isn't great because Diggs is flourishing and he just had his new deal with the Bills. But it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a money game. It's a business. You know, you've got to put that side of it first. Um, but what I will say is goodbye to AJ Brown. See you later. He won't be disturbing <laughs> us in the AFC South anymore. We don't have to worry about him. We now have the best offense, the best defense, the best quarterback, the best running back, the best wide receiver. We, yeah, it's ours. AFC South is ours. I mean, if it isn't, we've got an issue. But who's to say Traylon Burks? I think Traylon Burks and Robert Woods is a QO over. Oh, yeah. No, they're good. They are good. Yeah, so if 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 Paris Campbell can stay healthy this season, if along with um, the sweeper guy Ashton Judon, I love him, then yeah, we're cooking. But um, yeah, just coming back to the whole Eagles, it's just it was unbelievable. I mean, we knew AJ Brown was basically on his way out, same way that we knew. Um, but I say that I believe they both have the same agent, AJ Brown and um, Debo. Yeah. So. The only difference for me was there was more talk about AJ Brown working towards an extension as opposed to being traded away like Debo. I mean, we've seen the footage of of Debo in the club where there's a sign saying that be Debo staying, and he immediately says, "Absolutely not." So we know he's out. Where he ends up, it will be a, a very good mystery based on what's happened in the draft last night. But um, as for the Eagles, I mean, my only issue with them is that I love what they've done. You've still got Fletcher Cox um, on the D-line, and now you have Jordan Davis as well, another Georgia product. You know that they, they keep they keep bring them out, bring them out. Um, um, they're a great, they are a great college team, but obviously you've got Devontae Smith. You, you mentioned um, Dallas Goddard. I think that their running back game could be slightly stronger because they do have issues there with injuries. You know, Boston Scott, Mar Sanders are not the best. Um, but then you go and bring in a guy like AJ Brown who has his own issues with, with injury, but we've seen what he can do time and time again. He has come through for the Titans. My issue, and this is why I asked you this earlier, Freddie, is Jaden Hurt. I mean, again, I know you've mentioned you don't think he's had the best of talents, the best protection, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and essentially what the, Eagles, what the Eagles have done, they've played their hand really well in, in terms of, you know, they've got that first pick from us, the Colts and the Wentz, and they've basically flipped it and brought in AJ Brown, which is credit to them, but... My issue still lies with Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he's, you know, the best guy to, to, to... We know he likes to run the ball, put it that way. He doesn't have the greatest of arms. At least we haven't seen it yet anyway. We've seen some flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting because, you know, they made some good moves. The, the, the squad is better off um, defensively. You, you, you think, don't you think that Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts are very comparable quarterbacks, though? Oh, no, I wouldn't say so. In what, I'd say Hurts is... Much more athletic. Obviously, we can see what he does with his legs on the ground. Um, we know Tanner Hill can move, but nothing like—I don't think that's anything like um, like Hurts. I, I, I don't think they can. Who has a better arm? When I say I don't know, I don't think Tanner Hill's amazing personally. He's not amazing. He can win you games. I mean, you've got Derek Henry. You can do anything. Um, oof, it's a good question, but I don't even know who I'd, I, don't, I don't. Who would I put on top? Ooh, probably Hurts. I think Hurts. I think Hurts because of what he can do. But, I mean, for the Eagles, good move. It's shaking up the league. I'm happy as a Colts fan, AFC South So, I mean, yeah, we just have to see how the rest of the draft falls round two, three and onwards. 
I, I think the Eagles are gonna, <laughs> it's going to pay me to say it because I've got this reputation unfairly, I feel. Um, but I, I feel that the Eagles are just continuing on doing everything right. It's just the continuation of the last couple of years. I, I quite like Hertz. I think he works for the system. Uh, it, it's he's not he's not by no means is he the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, but he he works for the he works for the system. They've got a very strong O line. The run game, yeah, they have had injuries, but they do. It doesn't matter who it is because of the O line. It, it works, and you know they they were one of the highest rushing teams last year i don't really like see the most rushing yards in the league yeah. as a team so you know that they're, they're a really good solid run team and that was what they wanted to be now you've got that extra weapon that is is just you know if he can stay fit and he has had a few injury issues here and there but if he can stay fit he is going to be that thing that just completely takes them that extra step on You've got you've got AJ Brown, you've got Devontae mm. Smith. Goddard, I think, is probably one of the most underrated tight ends in the league at the moment. Oh. So he's definitely one that you should, you know, that's great for them. And now they've also taken Jordan Davis to basically be Fletcher Cox's uh, yeah. replacement when he goes in next year or the year after. And yeah, they're looking very, very good. And okay, the Cowboys are probably still just about favourites for that division or it's probably quite tight mm. but you know I only see one team going the right way in that division and that's that's the Eagles and I think that they will just continue to improve mm. and get better you don't think the Giants going the right way as well? Oh yeah I think I meant in the division not in the in conference the but um, yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. I, I think yeah I think the Giants are definitely going the right way but in the in the you know, the NFC point. East, which we've kind of always had a bit of a laugh about over the last mm -hmm. few years. I think you do genuinely have a team there now who could, you know, mm -hmm. could challenge and, and get in the playoffs and really make a push for it if they, you know, continue to bring in a few more good players. And, and they've got a few draft picks as well, you know, mm -hmm. still to come and next year. Mm -hmm. So I think like with the Hertz thing, because of the draft picks next year, that's almost the insurance for if it doesn't yeah. work with her. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, they're in a very good spot and, and I yes, can only see well, it getting yeah. a bit better. Yeah. I think, I think you said he's an extra weapon. I, I, I don't say that. I think he is the way. I think he's the X factor. I think this is, mm. he is the type of player that can really change. This is like Hopkins going to the cards for me or yeah. Dick going to Buffalo. Like this just pushes you up to a next echelon. I think, I don't think Jalen Hurts has never had a weapon like this. Devontae Smith is good, but it's, it's still got a lot to prove. All your mm. wide receivers have been poor. No matter what you say, they have all been poor. Um, the, the, the John Davis pick is, is fantastic as the heir apparent to Fletcher Cox, who wasn't really going to be coming back this year and then decided mm. to come back. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I completely agree with you. I really like the route that the Eagles are going with this. They're always a wheeler. Harry Roseman's a wheeler dealer. He's like the Dell boy of NFL, but he loves to trade. But um, we'll get, we'll give a little bit of love to Hollywood Brown going to the cards. I mean, Christian, it's Christian Kirk replacement, isn't it? Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. seems pretty, pretty upset on Twitter. though. Yeah. 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 Do you think that? Do you think that rattles some cages in the in the in the organisation? I, I think it's a good. It, I get why the cards have done it. 
um, you know, it, it makes it makes sense, doesn't it, for them to replace Christian Kirk? So I mean, that's a logical one. I think like, Brown's always been a bit of a. I think everyone's kind of given him a bit of a hard time mm. because he's in Baltimore. You know, they're not a particularly pass-heavy offense. They never have been. So mm. I, I think he's always had a bit of a hard rap. So, um, yeah, I've, I mean, there's Bateman, isn't there? He was out injured and obviously he came on a little bit at the end. So I think he's going to be their potentially their main guy. You might mm. find they go for a receiver today or tomorrow. Possibly. Um, Possibly. Yeah, I, I it, it kind of makes sense. I think the whole trade kind of makes sense for everyone in that one, which is uh, which is a good one. Mm. What time does it start tonight? Midnight. Is it midnight tonight? Ah, uh, right. Okay. Me and George well, were debating this before we came on. I said 10 and I went, oh, it might be 11. I went, it's always ten. later than you think because you're yeah. really tired. And then you go, oh, I'll catch some of the second day. And then it's on really late. You're like, oh, do I have to? And it's really, really <laughs> hard. Um, quickly, before we wrap some things up, what pick last night, this doesn't have to be like you hated it or you loved it. The one where you went like, oh, wow. Oh, oh, okay. Like that, that's big. Like that's, that's a pretty, that's either like a bit ballsy a bit. That, wow, that's really great. Wow, mm-hmm. I did not see that come in. What, what was the pick or within the draft last night that you really like sort of, not the wind out of you. We've been like, wow, okay, it like shocked you a bit. Um, it's interesting because there was a, I mean, I don't know, if, there's a few honourable mentions that kind of caught me by surprise. One being Drake London. I love, he's my favourite receiver in the entire draft. I've said it so many times. I love the guy. He sort of reminds me of a level up from Michael Crabtree. Um, and he's obviously gone to the Falcons. He's now paired with Kyle Pitts, and it looks like they're going for you know the air raid, bigger, bigger receiver type type play. Um, the Chris Olave move was was very interesting, mm. but for me, I think it was a, the Lions trading up to the twelfth pick and um, Jameson Williams, and I, I really like him. I really like him. Um, from what I, I love everything I see him, saw at him with Alabama. Um, obviously, they've gone for Hutch in the second round pick, and towards the end, of, and I said this before on so many so many different shows, including this one, but. At the end of last season, obviously, we saw how the Lions sort of, you know, they were building and building and they looked quite decent with guys like Amon Semra and now they've signed DJ Chark as well from the, from the, from the Jags, who I think is quite underrated. Um, they've, I think they have, I forget the, the name of the other guy. Um, one of the smaller receivers they have, his name escapes me. But I liked what I saw. Um, I liked their running back unit too, a very underrated team, even some of the defensive guys. So seeing them take Jameson Williams, I think it basically just shores up their their, their wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a do-it-all guy. We've seen again, we've seen what he's done at Alabama, and we know Alabama are, you know, they they, they produce great athletes. Um, and for me, it just fits in with everything that they're trying to do over there. Um, I, sp- I listened to a pod the other day and it speaks spoken about. You know, if you come to you come to the Lions, you will get a chance to, to, to show off what you can do. And we know what James and Williams can do. Um, and I just love everything that they're bringing over there, the aggressiveness. And I know they didn't have a great season. And to be fair to them, a lot of their games were lost by, I think, three points, field goals and, 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 and silly mistakes. They had a lot of close games. Um, so James and Williams, for me, Alabama, they traded up uh, with Minnesota to, uh, to land near the 12th pick. Drafted uh, Williams as a wide receiver, so that was that took me by surprise, but I love it all for it. Yeah, I, I think the uh, probably the strangest pick, and it's probably an apt name for it, uh, it was was Cole Strange. I that was that was kind of very, very left field. That was, I don't that think was anyone was expecting Patriots. that. 
That was the Patriot. Yeah. Have you yeah, seen yeah. the video of um of uh, Sean McVay. John McVay and who's the EGM? I forget his name. Sneed. Uh, Sneed. Have you yes. seen it, Adam? That's Sneed. No. Yeah. No. They basically they're having a press conference, and um, the video the TV's on, and and um, McVay just goes. Pat's just took Cole Strange. Oh my god! And they like all like, everyone's laughing, at it. and they're like laughing. They went, "We thought he was going to be there at what well, at in the one fourth round." round. <laughs> like, That's our pick gone. What yeah. like, they're both, and they're both really and and uh, they what what school is it from again? It's a great oh, game. it's um uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee Chattanooga. If from Tennessee Chattanooga, he's gone yeah. cold range, but they were really like, Oh, well, we did not see that coming. We want you say that though, but you know, when Pats and, and Bill they do this, don't they? Like, and they tend to hit, so I don't know what they've seen or what it is, or what, what's maybe he just fits the scheme really well. You know, interesting name, even more interesting name of his school. Um, and that pick has gone from San Francisco to Miami to Kansas City to New York uh, to New England, so. You know, it's one to look out for that one. It's definitely one to look out for. Mm. Yeah, that 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 was the oddest one. I, I have to say, the one pick that I would say that kind of got the most excitement, like George said, was uh, Jameson Williams, just because it was such a massive move up. We all thought quarterback. I mean, no, mm. no one, you know, who moves up that far and doesn't take a quarterback, and then they mm. they go and do that. Um, so yeah, that was probably the most exciting one. And then obviously, like. Uh, you know, was quite excited for the Giants too. I mean, that was quite big for, for Andrew and all that sort of thing. But uh, And then just, just had quite a laugh when Kenny Pickett came out. So, you know, I mean, that was always... <laughs> <laughs> you, poke fun. you poke fun, but the next five years, he's going to be amazing. <laughs> mine, mine honestly was. And was I just under a rock? Because everyone seemed to, like, not be surprised or, or and knew about it. Derek Stingley going to the Texans. I didn't know yeah. that anywhere. Like I didn't hear that anywhere, and suddenly he got picked. And everyone was like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, the Stingley was rumored to be going to." And I was like, "Was he? I don't, I don't remember. I thought he was going like 15 for 12. But like, everyone said he was going to go the Vikings. And then Do you know what? Like, I, th I think the in thing the, is. Oh, sorry, go on, Adam. In in the last couple of days, I think he had been rumored to to move up a bit more. Everyone thought Stingley was the number one corner like a couple of years ago they were all saying how amazing he was so mm. i think everyone kind of felt like he was going to move up he was going to do something but it had been very very quiet and i think everyone was a bit concerned about the injury so mm. once that had all come through i think that was when it it really made a difference and that is probably why you saw the vikings trade down so far mm. i think the other thing is just to quickly mention as well the texans needed everything so had it been someone else we probably would have said the same thing you know, we would have said, oh, I didn't see that coming. Purely, I mean, to be fair, I thought they were, and I heard a lot about them taking a running back. I mean, not necessarily ideal because I don't, was there? There wasn't, there weren't any running backs and we knew that was going to be the case. But um, I think we would have said the same kind, the same kind of thing regardless mm. of who they picked because they needed pretty much everything. But again, I, yeah, you've got the injury history. He's a great athlete. Um, and of course, Source followed immediately after. I have to say, like my outside of like the Pittsburgh pick of being excitement, the the Jets Giants then Giants then Jets picks for me. I was really hot. Like, like I said for Andrew, I was really hyped for him. Yeah. So I was, like Andrew said, Andrew said that I hope we get Kayvon Thibodeau year like a year and a half ago to me. Like before <laughs> the name was like quite a bit. Like obviously yeah. he was a big thing in college football, 
But in college, when it, when it was the start of the college season last year, and probably a bit further back than that, it might have even been the draft last year because Andrew's college knowledge is it's just so. Yeah. He was like Kayvon Thibodeau. If we can get Kayvon Thibodeau in that draft for the Giants, I'm going to be so pleased. He could be the number one pick. It's just whether we, it's just whether he whether he gets past the number one pick. And obviously, he was like meant to be number one pick for like January, February. Yeah. And then it was Evan Neal, and then it was like, and then it just came down and down and down. And and Andrew has said the whole time, like Kayvon Thibodeau's, he's elite, and he's going to be amazing. And he said about same thing about Evan Neal, and. I'm just really pleased for for, for Andy because I, I, there are two players that he's really liked for a long time. Um, I think it's it's been difficult in New York with their drafts. I don't mm-hmm. think there's been that excitement of an X factor coming in mm-hmm. a lot of the time for them. I know they've been trading out. Obviously, they traded out with Chicago last year, so they didn't get that high pick because Chicago went and got Justin Fields. And then this year was their draft to like, we're yeah. going to get some X factors here. We're going to get some guys that are going to be the mainstays of the future. And that's what I quite like about what the, both the Jets and the Giants have done is the key areas in football, quarterback, left tackle, left tackle. Yeah. tackles, corners, and then you've got your skill guys. And the, the, both New York teams addressed all of it. Like, you know, they took the source garden of the corner mm. of the future. They, they took the edge rush of the Jets, you know, the edge threat for the future. They took the X-Factor wide receiver. And then Giants, they took the X-Factor edge rusher and, you know, the bookend tackle, whether he play, I think he'll play right tackle with Andrew Thomas playing on the left, but you have your bookend tackles there now for the next five plus years. You know, that that's, you need that sort of thing within an organisation. And um, again, I think we did touch on it earlier, it's the Joe Shun and Brian Delphine of Giants where you just go, this, this is different now. Something's, something's happening here. And I can't remember who we said, who did we say that about um, a couple of years, about a year and a bit ago? There was some. There was one team. Sorry. The Eagles, probably. Hmm. Was it the Eagles? There, mean, was some, is... there was one team that was doing a lot of stuff, and we were like, "This is there's, there's something going on here with this team." It might. I don't know who it was now. And they probably ended up being crap. We probably didn't have a clue what we were talking about, and they're probably it was. I don't know. I can't remember now for the life of me. Um. Anyway, we're going to sort of start wrapping up, I suppose, here. But we did have our competition, which was uh, to comment on our video on YouTube, subscribe to us. Um, and uh, we, I've got everyone wrote down who entered uh, one to, uh, it was 33 people entered in the end. We said it's a jersey of choice with name and number on the back. I say jersey of the choice. You know, we, we, we did say in the video, don't be ridiculous, like the, the <laughs> 1980s ones or the yeah. colour. They are a lot more expensive. It will be your, your regular home team jersey with whatever name and number you like on the back. Hope if you can try and pick like, you know, Cox, like not, you know, um, <laughs> not Hutchinson, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, go go for Dax Hill, not you know yeah. Walker. The longest so, name, yeah, 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 yeah. And with like, and preferably like one, like you know, no, no, well, if you get a Kenny single, Kenny, yeah, yeah, just get a single digit. Now they can do that. You know, mm. we don't have to pay for two numbers and ten letters. So, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, thank God they don't have the school names on there, so we'd be paying for Ch- Tennessee Chinanuga Chin- to be on the yeah. back as well. Yeah, like, Chattanooga, yeah. But Adam picked the number last time. Obviously, I've got the names off YouTube, so they are some like, you know, it's not all John Smith. There's some random names here. But one between 1 and 32, uh, George, pick a number, and this will be the winner for the competition. And we'll get in contact with you over Twitter, and we'll arrange for your jersey. So, Picking them between one and 32, George. 12. 
12. So that is blue, blue 80 fantasy football, whoever blue 80 fantasy football is, whether they be in the UK or the US, we will get a jersey over to you. We'll do I'll message you on the uh, YouTube blue 80 fantasy football. I'm sure, you know, yeah, whatever, your, whatever your name is, congratulations. And, uh, <laughs> thank, you know, thank you for everyone who did enter and for sharing it as well. Thank you. Thank you to loads of people who shared it actually. Some, you know, Jeff Rival shared it. Obviously all the guys here, a lot of our friends uh, within the UK NFL podcast scene, a lot of our friends over in the American podcast scene, all, all, shared it and thank you for, for your support with that um it's been obviously i feel like this will probably spill into the next video talking about the draft because uh we've got the rest of the rest of the weekend to compete we've got second round third all the way to the seventh it does get a lot faster pace for people this is who, who do not watch draft usually and maybe this is first year you're watching the draft it isn't all for like five hours long it gets a lot faster paced it starts a lot earlier every day as well um but it'd be a lot of fun I'm sure you'll all enjoy it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for chatting with us last night over the draft. We had a great time and we'll see you all very soon. Have a good rest of your day and we'll be back next week.